Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's begin with prayer. Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant us repentance. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you turn with me to Luke 16? I'm going to begin in verse 10. I'm going to share some testimonies tonight of some things that have happened over my lifetime concerning giving and receiving. 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. This is Jesus speaking. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore... You have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. Who will commit to your trust the true riches? Let's look at that again. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, money. Who will commit to your trust the true riches? You want the gospel? It says 12. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You're either going to love God or you're going to love the money. And I learned a long time ago that if I wanted the things of God, I was going to have to let go of some of the money. Um, It started for me... Way back when I was, you know, Doyle shared, I've shared about before college, college, um, when I was going to college, my first job was a janitor. And I made maybe, maybe $100 a month. I mean, it was a part-time, it was a little post office. And I made about $100 a month, and I know I gave $10 to a missionary. He was actually a um, campus crusade for Christ. It was a brother of a friend of mine, and I gave him $10 a month as a missionary. You know what? God had respect for what I gave, even though it was just $10 a month. And God, when I went to college, I gave 10%. That's the only thing I knew to do when I was in college. I gave 10% when I was a waitress. God had respect to the money that I gave in college. When I moved down here, I moved down here in 1982, and I believe it was God started moving in my life just before I came down here. And when I came down here, God started talking to me, and I was learning how to listen. And I was in Fort Worth. This was in 1983. And uh, my husband got transferred to Fort Worth. And so I started going to Bob Nichols Church. And I remember I was working at a Bennigan's here in, in Plano. And what I did when we moved to Fort Worth was, well, I thought, well, I'll just transfer from that Bennigan's to the other Bennigan's. Easy. And they always needed people. So I called them up. They said, sure, come on over. I went to the Bennigan's. 
and I was going to be introduced to the manager and take a look at the restaurant, the field, and I was going to begin work the next week. I walked into that restaurant, and you know how Doyle said at one point that he was going to put his veterinary hospital on Route 380, and he went in, and this thing was in the stomach saying, oh, no, you're not going to build here. Well, I walked into that restaurant, and the people were nice, the manager was nice, everything was cool, but there was something in me that said, oh, no, you cannot work here. You are not going to work here. I didn't know what it was. I just knew I had to get out of that restaurant as fast as I could, and I went home, and I was in tears. I was in tears, and I remember my husband came home, and I was crying. He said, what is wrong? I said, I can't work at that restaurant. I can't. I didn't know what was going on, and he said, Kathy, it's okay. You don't have to work there. I said, I can't. I can't work there. He said, well, what was wrong? I said, I don't know, but I can't work there. He said, were they mean to you? No, I can't work there. He said, well, you don't have to. Just find something else to do. You don't even have to work if you don't want to. Well, I knew it was right to work. And so after a little while, I thought, well, you know what? And it was God. I said, I can work in a private Christian school. Now, it's about two or three weeks before school started. So I took out the yellow pages for Fort Worth, and I started flipping pages for Christian private schools. I called one up. I think it was the first one I called. It was a private Christian school, but it was Spanish. It was all Hispanic. But I called them up, and I said, I am a certified teacher for Ohio, but I do not have my Texas certification. Are you looking for teachers? They said, come on over. We want to talk to you. This is like two weeks before school started. I go in. I meet them. They said, yes, Kathy, we'd like you to work for us. And they, they, they hired me, and they, I was going to be an assistant in the high school portion of the private school. Now, all these are Hispanic people. I'm a white person that speaks English, no Spanish. They said, that's what we want. He said, we've got too many people that speak Spanish here, and the kids aren't learning English. He said, the parents are putting these children in this school. One of the reasons is they want their children to learn English. So fine, I get hired as the assistant. I knew that was God. I was settled. And then I go to church on Sunday. I'm at Bob Nichols Church. I'm worshiping. They had some great worship there. So I'm worshiping, and God speaks to me. This is the first time he ever really talked to me about money. He said, he said to me, there is $40 in your wallet. And I knew he was right. He said, if you will give me that $40, now this is 1983, way before Water of Life. He said, if you will give me that $40, I'll double your salary. Amen. So I sat there, and I thought about it for a minute. I never had God talk to me this way. And I thought, is there something in this church that's just looking for money? I mean, I wasn't sure. But I listened again, and he said, if you will give me that $40 in your wallet, I will double your salary. You know, after a minute, I thought, what have I got to lose? $40. I said, you know, I can squeak by on the $40. I mean, we didn't have a lot of money, but I could squeak by on the $40. You know, spaghetti all week long or something like that. I thought... I'm going, to take, I'm going to take the opportunity. I'm going to take the chance this is God. I'm going to take the chance this is God. God knew. I had a heart. I could let it go. Do you know you have to be able, if you believe, if you want the gospel, and you believe that gospel, that Jesus died for your prosperity, that he is able to take care of you, 
And you've got to be able to let go of some money. You've got to be able to Oh, you've got to be able to obey him in your giving, but you've got to let some of it go. How are you going to learn how to walk with God if you won't let go? If you won't let go, it says here, you either love money or love God. I put the $40 in the, in the giving. The next day, I go to the school to help the high school set up. I walk in, the secretary says, Kathy, the pastor would like to see you. I walk in his office. I said, yes, what can I do for you? He said, Kathy, we had a meeting this morning right after you gave the $40. He said, and we decided that we want you to teach the kindergarten class. He said, that what we're, he said, we have a problem here. Our kindergarten teachers are Hispanic and they know English, but they keep translating everything for the students so the students don't learn English. We want to put an English-speaking teacher in the classroom that can't speak Spanish. Oh, that's fun. And, and, and we're going to... Make you the kindergarten teacher. Now, I had four-year-old, K-4, four-year-olds and five-year-olds. Had a class of 13 of them. And you know what else he said? He said, and I'll double your salary. I'll double your salary. God did what he promised. I was hearing God. Now, turn with me to Philippians 4. That never stopped. I came to water of life, and I learned how to give. I learned how to give. Verse 15 in Philippians 4. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Now look at what Paul's here. He said, not because I desire a gift, not because I desire the money, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. To your account. That you learn how to obey. You know what happens with obedience? You get blessed. God can do what he wants to do with you. 18, but have, I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ephrodias the things which were sent from you. An odor of a sweet smell. An odor of a sweet smell? A sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Well pleasing to God. God looked at the giving that these people, the Philippians gave as an offering, as a sacrifice, well pleasing to God. And what happened? Next verse. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. His riches. His riches. Not the next guy's riches the riches of the Father in glory. Now I'm going to, the couple things that happened, um, I learned how to give here. And I obeyed what I learned, that I gave the first. The first thing I did was give. It says, first give, then receive. I gave. In fact, I gave before bills were paid. I gave before groceries were bought. I gave. When I had the checkbook, I gave. Do you know what happened? When Stephen was born, we had, uh, the, the week after Stephen was born, not my idea, they brought home a standard poodle, a poodle puppy. Yeah, I get a week old child and they bring home a puppy. So anyway, I got this puppy now and I have no fence. And this is Frisco, there's coyotes, there's th all things over. Okay, I've got a baby and a puppy and no fence. So I told God, I said, Father, I need a fence. 
I need a fence. Now, I'm in the sign business. God put me in the sign business. I'm still working out of my house. I said, Father, I need a fence. You know, it says to here, God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. We couldn't afford a fence at that time. We just had a baby. Do you know what? It wasn't but two weeks. A gentleman came to me, called me on the phone, asked me if I was a sign company. Yes, Southwest Signs and Graphics. Can I help you? He said, I am a, I am a fence builder. I need some uh, signs to put on my trucks and in the yards when I'm building the fences. I said, oh, really? He said, come on over. I said, would you consider doing a swap out? He said, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll do a swap out with you. Before anybody gets panicky, I wrote an invoice and I paid the sales tax on it, all right? But he comes over and he builds the fence for me. You know what? It was God. It says, he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I could afford to make signs for him. But you know what the neat thing was? The wealth of the, which, the wealth of the riches is laid up for the righteous. You know what? He built that fence for me. Built the fence. Beautiful fence. He never came back to get his trucks done. He never reciprocated. I never reciprocated the money. I got a free fence. He never came back. I don't know what happened to him. I waited for months. I remember even calling him. Are you going to bring in your truck so I can pay you back? Never showed up. That was God. Things like that started happening. The money wasn't, there wasn't a lot of money flowing, but everything I needed was provided. Why? Because I obeyed these verses. I gave and trusted God, and he supplied all my needs according to his riches in glory. I'm going to give one more testimony, and it's a funny one. It's, it's the last thing that really happened in my house in Frisco. The, we had lived in that house then for about 20 years, and, and the, the, um, we needed a new roof. I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. We needed a new roof. So like before, I told God, Father, I need a roof. I need a roof, and we can't afford a roof. Lo and behold, within a couple weeks, a gentleman comes in, and he says, um, I need some, I need, I've got all these trucks. I, built, I put on roofs. I need signs for my, for my trucks. I said, oh, really? So would you consider doing a trade-out? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're talking back and forth, and we're working out the deal. God's going to put a roof on my house, and it needed one. It really needed one. He said, but Kathy, first I want to go and look at your roof first. And I wanted to upgrade the roof. I didn't want the cheapest roof. I wanted a decent roof on that house. I was trusting God for a decent, nice roof, not the low-grade, medium-high grade. All right, so he goes, he looks, he climbs up on the roof. He said, Kathy, you guys have hail damage here. He said, I really would wish that you would call your insurance agent and come, and come out here. He said, because we can then upgrade the roof. I said, all right, we'll do that. She comes out, a woman. She's got kind of an attitude. And I can understand, assurance adjuster, with hail on the roof. She gets up on the ladder. It's not a big ladder. It's a you know, one-story house. She climbs up on the ladder. And she's hemming and hauling, and she's like, yeah, but this is, you know, and they're, they're going back and forth. And he's the one directing her to where he saw the hail damage. Now, I'm downstairs or down on the, in the yard. I decide since they're up there, I'm going to do a little bit of work in the garden because I had nothing to do before I went to the office. So I get onto my patio, and I put on my garden shoes. No problem. 
They're on the roof. They're discussing business. They're discussing hail damage. I put on my garden shoes. I'm going to go out and work on the garden. Yeah, Kristen's laughing. All right, I put on my garden shoes. Something's in my garden shoe. Now, they're about, oh, 16 feet away from me. I pull out my shoe out of the garden shoe. There is a tarantula sitting on my foot. Ever heard a heebie-jeebie dance? I scream, Jesus! Just scream, danced around the deck. Ah, you know, it's Jesus, 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 I got a tarantula on my foot. The lady looks down and she goes, What's going on? I said, There's a tarantula on my foot. She went, Ah, you can have the whole rope, I'm leaving. serious. She couldn't take it. She said, you can have the whole roof. I'm out of here. She climbed down out of that ladder and she split. I have never been so thankful for a tarantula in my life. But you know what? God set it up. I got the roof I needed. And you know what? That man never, I never reciprocated everything that we were supposed to do for the man. He never brought the trucks in. God supplied my needs. My needs. Why? Because I obeyed the scriptures, I gave an obedience to God, expecting all my needs met. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.